Hello and welcome to this edition of the Halftime Orange podcast with me, Brenton Webber. Today I'm speaking with Arne Terry. Arne is a headhunter and he's also a social media blogger um, where he helps everybody decode and demystify social media. Um, We're going to cover some really interesting topics that are very much linked to the war for our dopamine, which dopamine being so important to customer experience, we're going to talk about how we can start reprogramming our families, ourselves, to start taking back control over our dopamine reward pathway. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Arne. Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Halftime Orange podcast with me, your host, Brenton Weber. Um, today, I'm going to have to watch how I sound because I'm joined by somebody that's going to really influence my accent because it's from my part of the world originally. And whenever I'm talking to people from the northwest of England, my accent starts to get back. Everyone's going to, he never sounds northern usually, but by the end of this. So let me let me cut straight to the chase and introduce you to the very um, interesting, I know you're going to find him fascinating, Arne Terry. Arne, welcome to the show. Brenton, thank you very much for having me on your show. Gratitude and appreciation. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I've been looking forward to it since we spoke just over a week ago, I think it was. And, yeah, um, indeed. Look, before I get on to what struck me about you and why, why I'm really excited to have you on the show, why don't you tell um, the listeners who haven't had a pre-exploratory call with you a little bit about yourself and who you are, where you got to, where you're going, what this year has meant to you as well. And we'll, uh, yeah. Can't wait to yeah, hear Yeah, indeed. Keep, keep, yeah, keeping this to the point, keeping it um, flowing and nice. Uh, again, my name's Arne. Uh, I'm a husband, uh, father of three, uh, living in sunny Manchester, UK. Uh, I um, started my career as a uh, international headhunter recruiter, uh, moved into social media, uh, had a massive pivot uh, or segue, whatever you want to call it, due to the uh, pandemic of 2020. Mm. Um, and my focus is um, focus, repetition, um, and basically having fun along the way. Um, and a mindset uh, is my key takeaway on this. So anyone listening, um, it all starts in your mind. Um, you need to visualize, be focused, uh, you know, to achieve greatness and triumph. Well, t- tell us about tell us about the free town mindset. Right, because so, I've, I've loved, by the, just before, I love your content, and that's why I'm on the show. Because in such a difficult year, you have exactly the right attitude, and you seem to be trying a lot of different things and exploring and expanding um, your ideas and your approaches. And I yeah. think that everybody listening could benefit from your journey. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate this. So, um, just I'll answer that question in a second. But just before, um, you know, it, it's not happened overnight with my with my mindset. So some people, it's it's easier than others. But myself, because I've been in sales for such a long period of time, you know, close to twenty years, I've been used to the no, the no. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. You know, you extrapolate that over a year, then over five years and over a decade and close to two decades, you kind of, you know, build your your, your mental muscle and, and your strength in that way. And then also what happened, again, keeping it quite condensed um, for yourself, is uh, I went through the, which many of us did, the, the 2008 or 2009 uh, credit, credit crash or 
global economic crash. Um, so I was working as a recruiter through that, um, where at the time, uh, me and my wife had just um, been married for a couple of years. Um, we had a newborn, um, and like many, we had a difficult time because money wasn't coming in. Um, recruitment, I was a young recruiter on a low salary, focused on my commission. Um, because we, my clients wasn't recruiting, I had to get, get a second job. So I was working, you know, 20, well, seven days a week, basically, um, every single day. Um, so it's been a build-up of the failures, the setbacks, um, getting my butt kicked uh, every other day, which has really, really moulded me to the person who I am of 2020. Um, the so, resilience yeah. that that gives you, <laughs> it's really, I mean, it's so valuable, especially in this year. I mean, the yeah. most resilient, everyone's going to be coming out of this year more resilient. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and especially if people are in the the, the young um, young twenties, um, you know, at the moment, you know, you feel you've got no hope. Um, at the moment, you feel depressed. At the moment, you feel down, um, and you may be, you know, lost. Um, but what will come out of this? And trust me, as a as someone who's turning forty in in January, uh, so I've got a bit of wisdom. Um, I like I like to say forty. People people try and shy away from age, but I'm I'm happy now. I'm becoming the age of forty. Uh, but that's another discussion. Um, so you know, people in the young younger years, you will have massive takeaways on this. You will not appreciate it now in the present. Um, unfortunately you won't it's just what it is what it is um but in a few years time the setbacks the failures getting your butt kicked um will help you in later life to deal with difficult circumstances difficult situations so that's what 2007 2008 2009 when i was going through my um uh, challenges has helped me for 2020 um but going back to your question i will answer that of no, no, the I love this. i'm very tangential we can go anywhere with this. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't worry. We'll, we'll come back on track at some point yeah um so so free town mindset um you know people have asked me how did you come up with the name with free town mindset or what is free town mindset so my mum and dad are from sierra leone uh, west africa and um they're from a town called Freetown. Um I will yeah, so basically it's West Africa, Freetown. So I thought I wanted to give some uh, recognition um to where my family from Freetown. And because I'm all about the mindset, the focus, the mind, you know, Freetown mindset just mm, just kind of slotted in quite nicely. Um and then on the on the content side of things, um some people may disagree with me, but I just put out content that I like to put out. So when you get a lot of content creators out there and people trying to, because I'm literally at a very, um, I'm at the start of the journey. Um, but when you get people at the start of the journey, I feel they kind of lose themselves. And what I mean by that is they try and copy too many other influence out there by just thinking this is what's going to get me the likes, this is what's going to get me the, the engagement. Um, so what I normally say to most people out there is it's none of your business what people think about you. So it's it's kind of a, a relief. So, it, you know, when I'm coaching, talking to people, I always say to them, you know, it's none of your business what people think about you. If you want to put something out there, if your hobby is about, you know, pugs or cats or walking or just a typical 
um, you know, um, technology, then talk about it. And what I've said so many times is, allegedly, um, a few billion of us on this planet. So, you know, if you're just doing the basic math, there's going to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are into the same stuff that you're talking about. So you'll you'll the, the following will attract you know they'll, they'll find you when, when it comes out. So I'm just exploring and having fun um, with with what I'm posting out. Like just just today, just now, uh, I've just done a new YouTube um, video, and uh, the title was something like um, "If you want to be in debt, if you want to be broke, and if you want to be unemployed." then go to university. <laughs> so it's like, it a bit, it's a bit controversial. Um, and the reason why I picked that up is what's going on in 2020, because I've seen so many universities still charging full fees when all you, all you get access to is, is Zoom, you know? Yeah. So you, you pay, depending what university you're in, um, you could be paying anything between like 15000 to Fifty thousand a year um, for Zoom calls when you when you can't use the facilities, and and I just talk about bits like that, and you know the the thing that we should be talking about is financial debt uh, in terms of like your university financial debt, the way that we 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 put aside our relationships, we put aside so many different things for university, but I also talk about the positives as well. Um, about it as well so it's just one of those things which as I, I openly said I don't think many people can disagree when you go to university um, you or when you come out of university you're in debt you're broke and you're unemployed so I thought I'd talk about it. I think it's a good thing to talk about uh, I, like it's very different from when I, I'm I'm 46 talking about age I'm really proud of my age I think I've, yeah I wasn't so happy when I turned 40 I'll be completely honest. <laughs> but I don't think I knew where I was going when I was 40. Mm. I didn't have I – was, I was in that sales place that you were after the GFC where I'd had a few high points. But generally, it had been quite a tough – yeah, a really tough time leading up to that. A few mm. mistakes, a few bad choices when it comes to, you know, next directions. But, yeah. but yeah, couldn't agree more. And everyone has to remember that, that these – it's like that – it's that seven times down, eight times up mentality. And it's what you learn on that time that you get up. That's where all of the value of that that fall kind of starts to, to repay itself. Yeah, just what you're saying, seven times down, eight times up. Um, that, when you just said that, just reminds me of um, Rocky um, Stallone. I just, I, just I, lo- I love it. It's like it's my, one of my favourite movies in terms of getting the – you know, beep kicked out of you constantly and constantly, but you just get up, and and that's that's what I take from films like that. I, I take the, the the messages, the the message behind it and around it as well. Those those bad times really hone survival instincts, um, but sometimes they can con- I think they can institution you institutionalize you to the situation, like when you're getting nose all the time. But like you've got to find a way to it to get yourself out of that situation, haven't you? So that you can re reset the programming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's to, because what, once you've uh, you start, you know, you get self doubt, uh, you get the voices in your head um, talking to you. And, and I'm speaking from experience here. I'm, I'm not talking hypothetically. So I'm an open book. I'm happy to say I've I've had many failures and I've lost a lot of money. Um, not me personally, but my business, my recruitment business, has lost a lot of money. I want amount of money this year, and um, to the point where I thought I I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, for my for my recruitment business, um, I really didn't. Um, so because your a- recruitment business, just to give some context to the, the, the anyone listening, is to everyone listening is um, in, in very much linked to retail. Yeah, exactly. So my recruitment business, I supply uh, talent. Is uh, again keeping a long story short, it's, it's technology and the, the back end of, of retail. Um, so I um, supply like technologies like Oracle or SAP, ServiceNow, etc., uh, etc. Et um, and when the um, uh, the name that shan't be mentioned was was mentioned in in the circles and re- recruitment then obviously had a a complete stop because obviously for interviews um you know the traditional way was you go and meet this you go and meet the hiring manager you go and shake his or her hand you go in sit down for coffee so th- this was all traditional way where we're only talking about, you know, eight months ago and, and yeah. 10, ten months ago. It seems like an um, age ago, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. But it's completely so different. Yeah, it's completely transformed now the way that people recruit. But we, we was in a an area where we've never explored, the clients never explored. So they completely paused or stopped everything, um, which meant my business went on a, on a hold as well. So, you know, um, the clients I recruit for, um, you know, the technologies go into uh, major retailers, you know, with it, with it being um, fast fashion, uh, to do with high-end fashion, luxury brand, uh, to groceries and to electronics, um, like FMCG um, uh, as well. So yeah, it's it, it was very interesting, and uh, to to the point of where I was like, oh yeah, I've been through this before in in you know two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, um, but this time I couldn't even go in drown my sorrows in, in a bar and get drunk, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was confined to, to my home and then yeah. I couldn't even go to a friend's house to go and have a chat with them because then you you, you quarantined uh, lockdown. So it is, it is very, very challenging for the mind, uh, for the body, for the soul, for everything. Um, so I, I just, again, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm active. So I just went um, running quite often and I still do. Um, and I was doing a lot of cycling, um, uh, and and I say was doing a lot of cycling, um, <laughs> and the and the reason for it's this, pretty, I, it's getting pretty bad winter, deep into winter now though for you guys, isn't it? I'm 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 pretty I'm fine because I've got a hybrid bike, so my bike's fine for that. Um, I'm 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 that guy that you you see cycling to work. So when I, when I did work for a company, um, three years ago, and and. But before that, I used to run to, to work to Manchester City Centre, um, which isn't too far. It's five miles, five miles there, five miles back. Um, but the reason why I said um, did uh, go on a bicycle is some uh, some kind gentleman in a very large white van knocked me off my bike. Oh, uh, and then, right. and then yeah, that, and then mate. literally, yeah, I can't remember when it was actually. Um, it, was a few, it was a good few months ago anyway. 
uh, and then literally my bike ended up underneath the van and then he I kind of hobbled up um, with cuts and bruises all down my arm, my leg, blah, blah, blah. Hobbled up, um, tried to tell him to pull over. He looked at me and drove off, um, which was very kind of him. So my, my bike is in two pieces. <laughs> Thanks to that bloke. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's it's one of those things where I've taken as a lesson learned because I, I – um, I'm sure we'll start to talk about astrophysics and stuff like that in the universe and um, things and signs that put you into different path. I believe that was meant to happen to me at that given time because it's quite funny that that accident shouldn't have happened because I was actually cycling to go and get my hair cut because um, I had a lockdown haircut as I've probably gotten now. <laughs> in fact, well, that's why I've got uh, a silly hat on because yeah. I'm not even in lockdown. I've got a lockdown yeah. haircut. <laughs> you just enjoying it. You just enjoying it. Um, so yeah, that shouldn't have even happened because I was meant to stop off at a cash point um, to get some money, and I thought, no, I'm not going to stop at a cash point. I go closer to where, to where, where the barber is. Um, and it's just like when when you think about the amount of different scenarios where you could have gone down and done, and the, in fact the path, the, the 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 route that I took wasn't the, the normal route that I would that I would take as well going there. It's just like one of those things that I think should have happened again. As I've said, not nice when you're going through it, but then when you you know when you go back and you um, and you have a think and you reflect, it's it's something that makes you stronger and. And for me, it's gratitude as well. So literally when I got knocked off the bike, um, it, you know, when people talk about things going in slow motion, it really does. I, yeah. I never really understood that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I literally, I literally took this chin in and then did a couple of army rolls as I explained to the I At least I had to get taken home by the paramedics and the police came with all that stuff. Um, and then... Um, yeah, it just gave me more gratitude because when I got home, I mean, I was exhausted. The adrenaline that shot through my body, I was up for, for a bit. And then when I got to bed, I was like wiped out. I like literally didn't have the energy to have a glass of water. So I just got some paracetamol, just chewed the paracetamol, dry, swallowed it. When I said, <laughs> fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. There's your survival instinct kicking in when, when stuff yeah. like that happens, isn't it? Yeah, it's it does go, and it's those slow motion moments see it into your memory as well. It's it's absolute. I'm sure when you when you look back, you can kind of remember those those slow motion moments in quite a, a lot of detail. Yeah, it, it does, and um, the the challenge that I had as well is uh, I'm not said this to anyone actually. Um, so you're the first person. Oh, cool. about, about about what I've about what I've got now. I was actually getting flashbacks. Right. Um, so when I was um, walking, and again, again, nothing I've experienced before because I've never really been in any an accident before. So when I was going through, um, when the white white van was coming next to me, I was literally like kind of jumping, reliving that kind of moment again, which is really weird the way your brain works. Really, yeah, strange. it is. Um, mm. So or, or fascinating, whichever category you want to put into. So luckily, because I'm focus you know on the mindset meditation i literally just done a lot of meditation work a lot of breathing work just just to get me through that but yeah it could have been a lot worse than than what what it was so that's why it helped me with more gratitude and appreciation in terms of and um, just literally walking walking away from it or <laughs> hobbling away from it yeah yeah um the we were talking to it's very much around the acceptance isn't it and the surrender mm. 
Like yeah. we, that those flashbacks are interesting. I I won't go into the story, but I lost the tips of my fingers in a rope accident while I was travelling, and for a couple of years, I would get terrible flashbacks, both mentally and physically. Mm. And the reality is that our brains don't know that they can't tell the difference between a vivid memory and reality. So you get you get the physical reaction to it, and it's so bizarre when usually memories can kind of they just drift drift away from you as you as you you, you bow through you know you plow through time um but yeah those vivid ones just stick and they kind of haunt you in some ways yeah yeah absolutely i'm 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 fortunate enough to have never gone through anything um too horrific or you know i've not broken a bone or anything like that i remember in fact that's just reminded me someone like messaged me because i did um, a youtube uh, I think it was a YouTube or a video. I, I'm documenting, I literally just documented my, my journey so far anyway. So, so, so I did, I um, documented it and I basically didn't do it as a um, look at me, I've hurt myself. I did it more of, you know, I could have died. That could have been my last minute, my last hour on this earth. So the case of whatever is stopping you from doing whatever your passion, your hobby is, you know, unfortunately it is sobering that you need to remember that don't put it off. Don't say I'm going to do it tomorrow or next week or next year or I'm going to wait for the 1st of January for my New Year's resolution. Do it now. Um, so I, I, I kind of put out a post there just basically saying whatever you, you, you love, your hobby, your passion is, just get it done, you know, um, because something interesting could happen and, and stop you from doing it. Mm. Um, so You so mentioned earlier an additional mm-hmm. point to that that I thought was really important, which was the, the insecurities that people have like this this i think i've before i started the podcasting this year like i'm i've got i've got that insecurity that's held me back from being consistent with my messaging and i've tried things and always but everybody feels that right when they're starting to put content out that insecurity is just a very human emotion so all those people that are putting tons of content out like you it's not that you're blase and there's no insecurities about what you're doing it's just that you plow on through that and you you get to the other side and you know get out of your own way yeah exactly and and you've you've articulated better than what i could have um so yeah that that's exactly it you you always get the voice in your head saying should i do this or is this good enough or um are you gonna look like a proud or a fool um, or what's someone going to comment on? And I, I, like I said, that, that's my mantra. So anytime that comes into my head, those those negative thoughts, um, you know, my mantra is, is it's none of your business on what other people think about you. It's none of your business what other people think about you. Um, and then just get on, just get on with it. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's natural and it's normal and it's healthy um, to have that, you know, and like of... Um, um, say said to a few people recently as well about fear. It's natural to have fear. Um, it's a balance, you know. You know, good, bad, dark, light, etc., etc. It's good to have that balance, and, and you need that. But the, the thing is, um, we need to understand that we're in control of our thoughts, not the other way around. So our thoughts don't control us. So when a thought comes into your head, it's just you know acknowledge it. I literally speak speak out loud saying, yeah, thank you very much, ego, or thank you very much for coming, popping into my head. Um, but yeah, I'm, I know what I'm going to do and I know this is the right course of action. Um, so off you pop. <laughs> I'm going to carry on with what I'm doing. 
that ego just gets in the way, doesn't it? It can get in the way. And it's, it's funny. It comes from the pro- – you talk about programming a lot, and it's – the programming really starts early. The, the first thing that I wrote down in our exploratory chat a week ago was about the um, the affirmations. Yeah, oh, yeah. every day, yeah. especially I've I've got four. I'm a dad as well. I've got four kids, and I love I love what you do with your with your children around their affirmations. Please share and the, with with the <laughs> listeners and the value that it brings. Which yeah, is beautiful. Yeah. So um, first of all, I did it with myself first, the affirmation. I'm sure people know what affirmations are, positive, just just, just speaking out positive words. Um, and I noticed that it was changing the way that I thought and felt and behaved um, for the better. So the, um, what's the word? Um, the side effect of affirmations is positivity, feeling good, and you know wanting to help others. So, if that's a good, if that's a side effect that you want, then start doing affirmations. So, what I've basically done for my for my children, I've I've got three children. Um, so my, my daughter's um, twelve, my son's just turned ten, and my, my youngest daughter's two and a half. Um, but for my for my twelve year old and my ten year old son, um, I sat down with him and I explained to him affirmations. Um, my son didn't really get it, so I just call it, um, sometimes I just call it, you, you learn your handwriting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so what, what I have them do is 22 or 23, I can't remember, I think it's 23, uh, affirmations every single morning. Um, so they write down things like, I am loved by my family, I am intelligent, I am clever. Um, I know that, um, I think there's one something like I know that um, no, not not everybody have, has to love me, but I know that my family loves me. So it's more reassurances that they are they're powerful, they're loved, they're loving, um, and it's just what they write every single day for gratitude. And it's I I feel it's really really important because as I laughed and joked with you, I said I'm literally um, programming my, my children. Yeah, um, yeah because, that's right. <laughs> Because everything's a program at the end of the day when they're watching the, the TV or on, on their Xbox or PlayStation or watching the movie. Um, and, you know, there's so much violence, so much um, um, kind of innuendos to sex and stuff like that. There's not enough innocent stuff going out there. Um, so I just want to get, It does back. seem to be getting worse. I mean, is that just because we're now getting old with, with kids that we're noticing it? But like I've, no. it, just, it seems to be getting more and more overt. And, it is, and and it we is. can't parent like we used to parent before because when you're talking about programming, the programming coming from outside is just at another level now. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, technology is a great thing. <clears throat> I, I'm never gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, um, disrespect technology. I'll say technology is is bad. Um, obviously, you can misuse technology, like you can misuse anything, um, but. Yeah, it's completely changed. The reason why I'm talking about film here and, and music, because they're two things that I love. So with film, there was a load of innuendos and stuff like that. Um, there was not that much nudity, um, especially swearing. Um, there's hardly any swearing. But now, when you're watching a you know a 15 rated film over like a 12A, even actually, um, like I'm going to take it to Marvel. Uh, even Captain America swore, 
you know, right. I, mean, I can't remember, I can't remember what um, which one it was now. Which um, and and they kind of did a joke on on the Marvel um, film, it might have been Avengers Assemble or something like that. And um, like Captain America swore, and they all like looked at him and was like, "Oh, Captain America swore." But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 one of those things where I think um, we get becoming more and more desensitized to it. Um, so I think people feel that it's okay to keep swearing uh, and it's okay to, you know, use um, all these, you know, not even innuendos now, it's just like pure, uh, you know, sex references in, in your face, um, which, you know, there's, you know, it depends what kind of movie you watch. a long way from Kellis's um, milkshake. <laughs> yeah. my, my daughter's yeah. 11 and she, yeah. she a song came on the radio and she just reached yeah. for the radio she said dad i'm not yeah. listening to that in the same yeah and it was something completely <laughs> we won't go to what it was you know it was so yeah. innocent. really it, yeah. it had an edge of innocence and playfulness yeah. to it before yeah but now it's it's literally like <laughs> you know, right in your face because the, you know you can get you can get away with more and and what people say you know unfortunately sex sells and it's mm. just the way just the way it is we you know, everything's getting getting bigger and bigger then you can literally even talk and go into like the the realms of pornography and the internet and just just got just made it all go crazy just getting bigger and bigger so it's just one of those things unfortunately that um it can only be policed um you know is best it can do but yeah it's it's changing the way that um children you know adults and people think because of the program of what it is and then it kind of can affect your mindset the way that you treat people treat others the way that the way that men look at women the way that men look at or not even men or teenage boys um look at teenage girls um and it's obviously at the forefront of my mind because my daughter's 12 um so so i'm then i'm thinking to myself you know young 12 13 year old boys if the parents aren't policing the content that they're watching on their phone on the tv etc etc then that is some sort of programming for these teenagers so then they may have a negative um how should i put it appreciation for girls women etc 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 um, so unfortunately, it's, it starts with that. You know, the pa- parents can't do everything, but there are some st- stuff that we can try our best to manage. Because once they get to school, you know, one of their friends have got um, the phone; it's unlocked. They can go on anything that they want. They grab it over, it gets shared. You know, things like that happen. So I'm not not saying that's not going to happen, but it's just unfortunately you know, on the programming side. Um, there's there's a lot of um, bad, but there's a lot of good stuff out there as well. That's why I, I, I wrote down the affirmations for my children, and that's why um, they do it every single day. Um, my daughter, in fact, she does it twice a day, my daughter, in morning and evening. It's why involvement is so much more important now. I think it's getting more and more vital. Like the amount of hours that I spend with my kids compared to those that my dad spent with me in the late 70s, early 80s, very different levels of time, different roles in the family. Um, now there's, because there's this war going on for dopamine. Like yes. Literally, you've got, you've got, <laughs> you've got social media, you've got, hey, I do it, customer experience. It's all about the dopamine reward pathway. Yeah, yeah. Like literally all we're doing or as, a, as, a, as, a, as a world is trying to find ways to deliver 
dopamine. Some want to deliver really healthy dopamine, some really unhealthy dopamine. But it's, it's still the same stuff because dopamine is the only thing, the only neurotransmitter that we use for the future. So if we if we hijack it, if we let if you let your kids get their dopamine reward system hijacked, if I let my kids get their dopamine reward system hijacked, then all of a sudden they it's going to be a lot harder for them to compete with those that have been able to get their dopamine, they've programmed their own dopamine reward. Yeah, yeah, so, indeed. Yeah, I love it's, what you're doing. I mean, the reality is it is a war. Yeah, it is. And um, and again, talk about the war. There's two things that you've just touched on that I've done just today. Um, I was um, walking, picked my son up from school, and I can't remember, we just got into conversation about something, was like joking around. Um, oh, no, that that was it, actually, because... In the UK, it's obviously quite cold. This morning was freezing, and so when we was walking, you know, the, the floor was ice, the grass was ice, and it was like saying to my son, "Oh, Jack Frost has been," you know, and just like joking around with him. And fast forward it to me picking him up um, this afternoon. He said, "Oh, Dad, you never guess what?" And some other um, guy in my class said um, was talking about um, his dad, and his dad said the same thing about Jack Frost. Um, being, you know, coming there and you know freezing up the ground, etc., uh, etc., et because of because of the the ice. Um, so, so I, I meant mentioned a comment anyway, and um, it was about um, dads and stuff like that. And then my son then made the comment about oh, me and my dad. And I said no, I you know I wish. Uh, I said I never spent time with my dad at all, and plus my, my uh, mum and uh, dad uh, divorced uh, very early. Um, so I just said, you know what, I'm, I wish I had this time with my dad, but I said it is what it is. It's then giving me more gratitude and appreciation, so I now understand the value of time with with your ch- children and that lost time as well. So you know, negative. Um, things in your life can actually help as a positive um so so that, that that's why i saw it anyway so so that that's what um, was going on to when you mentioned that and then obviously you meant in fact i forgot the next point i was going to mention <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably a wild tangent that was going i was going um the was it to do with the, like I, i'm always looking about the competition of dopamine that's going on it's one of the things that scares me most about the modern world Really? Yeah, that was it. You, you said about the the war, the war going on, and I did a um, what did I do? I did a blog. I'm quite active, by the way. <laughs> you are active. Well, so, yeah, we, we're going to get to that. We should get to that soon because yeah. it's your activity that that really. Like, there's so many nuggets. You you just pour out these little gems all the time. Like watching your feed on YouTube is so invigorating. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, so yeah, when you talk about the war, I was talking about um, there's a data war going on. So I'm a massive, massive fan. I'm sure you are as well about um, you know Nikola Tesla, Edison. Uh, oh God, what was it called? Westing Westinghouse. Westinghouse. Um, Westinghouse. Yeah. So uh, I watched the film a couple of times. The the, the current war. Um, I put that on the wish list last night. Weirdly, oh, you, you need to watch it. Okay. The well, film, the film the is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. They the, the, don't really show enough of Nikola Tesla for my liking. I'm a, but I'm a bit of a fanboy of Nikola Tesla. But anyway, um, he's a mysterious so I, character, though, isn't he? To most yeah, people. he is. 
he is. He is very, very mysterious and interesting. And just the way his thought process is, is, is very different um, to, to everyone. That's why he's a genius. And that's one My favourite pinball with... table as well is the Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. I've not seen that. I'm going to have to that's check amazing. it out. Loads of, loads of silver balls flying around and electricity shooting around. Yeah, it's the business. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, in fact, one, one thing I would love to do, which is um, when I get to where I'm going to get to, I'm going to just have an old old school arcade room yeah um, pinball machines and stuff like that yeah. just, just bring it back bring it back to the 80s and 90s yeah I'm um, into that but um but yeah so I did a post about Days Wars um and the reference the current war um so the electrification of obviously of uh, America um and people that those people mentioned fighting over the customers um lighting up state by state um but you see the same there's there's a data war now where people are like you said um chasing our likes change chasing our engagement chasing our attention um and I, I think we may or may not have touched about it i think we did actually um just like how they get your data just by play um for example my phone i've just got a new phone um new samsung phone uh, and once you once i'm logged in it starts to talk about your you know your, your run it app so you know put your height in put your weight put your age put mm. this put that put your way you, you live so it's literally that they've tracked and traced you and you're just thinking that you're just having fun um going for a bit of a run but they're taking all this data to see how active you are and to see how to sell something to you in the future but who knows they, they probably can link this up to to a healthcare system in a not too distant future um to show if you are active then your healthcare goes up or it goes down um so yeah it's an inject insurance, insurance policies and coverage of growing families like what yeah the the potential for control is just mind-boggling, and it's and at the same time we're we're quite happy to give all of this free information over for these little short bursts of dopamine, and yet no one wants to. Well, it's slightly different here, but there's so many people that don't want to use some kind of contact tracing app um, for to help with the the COVID battle. It's like they're happy to give it in one instance, but but are worried about it in the other. You know, they go on <laughs> Facebook and complain about their privacy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a it's a balmy ecosystem. It's a really you know balmy ecosystem. It is so funny. Just just that you could literally have a podcast, two hour discussion, well, a week discussion, really, on just that one topic. The way that they're happy to give all this information away, and then when it comes to like an app um, for X or Y, you know. You don't do it, but they, they can trace you whenever they they can find it if they want to find out. But it's just now because data protections change, GDPR and all that stuff. You you now have to be you know shown as being more compliant. So they, if they want to get the information, they can get it. But they just need to go about it in different ways and means now. Um, but it's just phenomenal. You know, you mentioned Facebook. That that is just a that business is beyond beyond anything that I that you know that I I can see anyone reaching. In terms of the control of, of people's, it's losing engagement life. with you, the young people, though. Like, where's it? Where's it going? Because it's got a bad rep. <laughs> we, you got the you got the documentaries about the social media. Going. Everybody is thinking about it, right? Like, I don't really want. I, don't, I hardly go on Facebook for any other reason than to stay in contact with people on the other side of the world. But that's getting easier and easier, and there's more and more platforms for that. This is how I 
um, what's the word? Box Facebook. I, I put in I put in games terms. So you've got your Connect Four, you've got drafts, you've got chess, and you've got Go. Okay, so Facebook is Go. I'm not so sure if you're familiar with Go. I, do, the, I am. I yeah. wish I knew how to play it properly, but I've, I'm aware, I'm kind of aware of it. But it's always been one of those games that I'd love to put a month, you know, go travelling in some exotic locale. And you've got, oh, <laughs> I've got how are you I've getting on with it? For that, it's an audio podcast, so let's just put some context. Yeah. Um, I've just held up um, a beginner's guide to Go that looks like an awesome book. Um, so yeah, how how is your journey with Go going? Um, very for fit. All I've done this theory, I've not done any practice on it. All the theory, it's insanely complicated. Um, I think what I've done wrong is just go in this and just look at the theory. Where it's probably going to sink in when I start playing it. So I need to do some simulations. Um, so so my explanation is Facebook. This is Facebook. They are so strategically placed in front of us all. They would have had analysts pre- predicting this 10 years ago of the engagement, of what's going to happen, which is why they've been buying up companies left, right and centre. Plus, you know, um, oh, um, Zuckerberg's mentor, is it still Bill Gates? Um, so probably still Bill Gates or someone else. And, you know, so so he, he's connected with, with, with the best of the best in this world so they know what's going to happen before it happens um so i'll tell you where facebook could go in and i read a, a very interesting article they're going into gaming um so so um if you've you've probably seen amazon jeff bezos as well is he's created a a gaming a game as well um so they're going to be going and competing against the likes of um xbox and uh, and uh, and sony so microsoft xbox and sony um and I'm taking is this all gonna conversation. Be, is it all going to be digitally based? It's all going to be digitally about based. hardware yeah, yeah. as well. No, 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 not hardware. No. This is this this is all. This is, is all this like the based. Apple Apple games have just come out with that new product as well. That's um, my son won't stop downloading bloody games onto my Apple yeah. TV. He's got no, I've got, I've got <laughs> no memory it. left. Yeah. It's like, this, like a thousand games he's downloaded in about three weeks. And my phone how old, how old downloads he? everything. He's five. Oh, he already right. knows exactly what he's doing. He knows his yeah, way around exactly. technology. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like my son when he was that age. Exactly <laughs> the same. Um, but hopefully he didn't spend like near enough two hundred pounds on on your account. Uh, no. That's a different story, no. anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So that that's where um, Facebook are going to be going. So again, segue into technology because it's you know if people don't understand now, it's digital online is taking over the world if not more so i 2020 i think is pushed us like five years in advance you're not the first you are not the first person that i've spoken to this week that said that in fact there's a guy called tony boda i don't mean to interrupt with this this guy called tony boda he referred to a book that we will have in the discussion notes when we when we launch the 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 actual episode but it's he believes that we have now exactly that moved forward five years and we have moved from the experience economy where we'd moved all the way from commodities, that time of Westinghouse and Edison, yeah, where it was yeah. really just about buying things on commodity basis. Yeah. Then we moved into brand economies 
It was yeah. about buying Adidas or Nike, um, yeah. et cetera, or the, the, the badge of car that you've got. Then we yeah. moved into service economy where although brand and a commodity, they don't lose their value, but the way that they serve you becomes the most important aspect of it, um, the, the, the differentiating factor. Then the fourth one that I've been trying to get companies to understand that we are supposedly, we're well in the experience economy where it's the same product, the same service, especially now all over the world with the, with the borders that are down because we can have conversations with anyone. It becomes the experience that someone's having. But the next one, and this is what was coming in 2025, which is what makes your observation that we've moved forward five years so interesting, is that we're now in the transformation economy, where instead of, and this is where the plays that we're seeing in the marketplace, like Facebook, bringing out an experiential product, they might have missed the mark. Because we're now making more and more purchases based on the transformative nature of the experience or the transformative nature of the product. Like how much more time is this going to give me back with my family? How much easier is this going to make me connect with people around the world? Um, we're not buying. We're, we're start, we've stopped buying things purely because of the experience. Like that's still key, but we're now looking for that transformative nature. Like the why we're having, for me, it's worth, I love giving my time to these conversations with fascinating people around the world because of the transformative nature that it brings to me and my thinking. Indeed, indeed. Um, and I don't know what else more to say on top of that because you've, you've literally just, just covered um, exactly the whole point which is going on and I was going to mention. Um, it's, I didn't mean, didn't, wasn't trying to take the words out of your mouth. No, 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 it's fine. Like I said, you've articulated probably better than, than I would have done with my uh, Mancunian tone. <laughs> hey, I'm from Blackpool. <laughs> Blackpool. <laughs> hey, so, well, like uh, I said, I, I love Blackpool just as long as I'm out of that place before seven o'clock in the evening. It's a fantastic, magical place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do miss it in a weird, perverse type way. Definitely. I miss the illuminations. Oh, I the, love it. We, we've just been, uh, well, once they just been um, about four weeks ago, I uh, went to the illuminations. Amazing. And they're running it up until January this time as well. Right, lots of people. It's it's got to be one of the least eco-friendly <laughs> celebrations on the planet, though, hasn't it? I always thought that while I was growing up. You know, you'd be I'd be spending the days at uh, school learning about the impending doom of the planet because it's not like we've only been speaking about this for the last few years. We've been going on about the carbon issue since the eighties, um, yeah. and then I'd sit in the car in a big traffic jam watching <laughs> <laughs> watching or if anybody doesn't know about the blackpool illuminations who's listening please just go and google blackpool illuminations quite something quite something i think it's phenomenal it's great it is it's, it is it's all it's, it's, Part it's, of my like, childhood. it's like uh a very very miniature version of like Vegas <laughs> for, 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 a, for a limited time with all the lights that, yeah. that's probably the best way to explain it a, a very very miniature Vegas um, yeah yeah with, with with very basic slot machines and penny machines um but if yeah, you were I, gonna I make it. a British hangover movie that'd be the first, that'd be where you go to do, do you the, know what? the movie I think do you know what you're on something here 
you are really <laughs> on something. That would yeah. be that would be really good. That'd be epic, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, doing it in Blackpool, it'll be yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like I was saying, you know, fa- you know, Facebook scene and Amazon. You know, the, the thing that I talk about as well, and a lot of my um, posts that I do is about modeling, um, focusing on what the large uh, corporates or the successful individual are doing because if if they're doing something and moving in that way you know it's it's going to make their money or it's going to pay off in in the future like for example if someone's interested in, in trading stock shares bonds derivatives etc etc people go and look at um oh his name's completely gone now um oh god what's he called the billionaire um the investor billionaire uh, um, trader trader warren buffett Warren Buffett, yeah. So everyone goes to Warren, Warren Buffett. So same thing. If you look into anything to do with um, social media or anything like that or what's going on, you obviously look to Facebook and you look to those founders and see which which direction they're turning to. If you're looking at multi-channel, um, omni-channel, if you're looking at you know people um, um, basically breaking boundaries and um, – just doing phenomenal things. Again, you look at Jeff Bezos, what is he doing? What's going on at the moment? So obviously Amazon have gone into gaming, Facebook now have gone into gaming, bringing not a physical product, but a digital. It just shows we're literally at the digital age at the moment. So, and what's going to happen with, um, again, on the gaming side with, I see, you know, Facebook, not Facebook, um, Xbox and, and PlayStation, soon they won't have a physical um um, product there, physical console. It'll literally be the controller. Um, you download it through some sort of an app, and you basically just you know plug and play that way. Or maybe there may be some mechanism that you just plug into the um, HDMI cable, um, and it's just a little box plugged in, like like you will have like a, a Fire Stick, Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick. So again, because because Amazon have got that, that that those products there where you plug into the back of the TV, um, and you can automatically plug in a game you know amazon could be who knows in the next 10 years they could be the leader of um of the gaming industry because it's going to shift to online so again we're speaking about gamer i do used to love game back in the day you know that it was you know back in the day the gaming was was being on the pc um so there was none of these consoles in terms of online proper you know um first person shooting up games stuff like that so xbox uh, or microsoft have, have got a potential advantage as well because they need to go back to their roots and then start to go into things like that so it's, it's going to be interesting for, for for all categories and not to mention still on subject to game where where game comes out the, the gross more than hollywood you know hollywood movie so these bloody games where people well, say did you bloody... know did you know that more millennials watch um esports than baseball in the u.s Really? Even esports is taking over the sporting world. There's only two sports in America that beats esports for the 18 to 35 year old marketplace. Wow. Oh, literally, the world is, and that has been accelerated this year with sports not being able to to, to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 um, I've got my own theories to that, which will just take it the conversation a different way. But yeah, it's I I fit, believe there's there's a plan on this, and the, the plan is to make it make the world more digital and you know kind of change 
the way that things happen in this world and planet, even to the point of like Formula One race and the the, the easing us into it. Obviously, they've gone into um, the electrical. What, what's it called? Um, Formula e's. One now it's E, e series. Yeah, and the then, vehicles. Then it's going to be um, autonomous. Um, I think that's the way it's going to go. It'll literally be autonomous um, racing, where you just get the, the 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 geeks, the engineers who are literally just pushing the vehicles to the absolute limit. Um, but obviously from a distance. Um, but then you know, <laughs> when although that's that, to me, that almost sounds like horse racing without the jockeys. You know, it's like yeah, exactly. something that's never been able to take off. Yeah, those sorts yeah. of things like the human element. We're like a lot of com- this is there is there's this drive, there's this um, chase towards this digital future. But I think we will need to, and what you know, what to get out the humaneness of your approach to life. But actually, every business is still human to human, even with all of the digital technologies and the tools. We're still based on that same caveman neuroscience mm. that we were mm. using for for our goal setting and achievement when we were. You know, trying to trying to take down animals with um, on the on the you know on the on the Stone Age savanna. So we can't take the human nature out of it. Otherwise, we no. It's have you but, seen that? Like, with, I think with, with I think it will happen, and then it's and then there's going to be a massive change because people want to push the boundaries. They want they want to try it, and then people have invested so much of their money time. They will do their best to try and make it work, and then it'll be tried, and then then hopefully it'll fail. You, sometimes you need to have something, you know, actually go into action, and then fail and be like, right, okay, no, that's not going to work. So let's do it how we should do it. Well, maybe this is the time for the human centric disruptors to kind of jump up and and start bringing that humanity into into the. The technology world. I think there is. Like, I think the stuff that's happening with um, blockchain um, is just really exciting, especially when it comes to that data ownership. That, yeah, you know, you're, you're right. Data is the most valuable resource. Um, yeah, exactly. I can't remember where I saw that. Um, and it's been banged on about quite a lot. It's, it's more, in terms of commodity, it's more valuable than gold. Diamond, platinum, oil, whatever you want to, whatever commodity you, commodity you want to put on it, data is the most um, valuable commodity out there. So I think the takeaway from this, anyone listening to this podcast show, is you know if you're looking to build a business or a brand or to help in in some way, it's getting involved somehow in um, digital and it's getting some you know in, into data, uh, whether it's making sure it's correctly used um so if this is some sort of an engineer here that can basically make sure it's it's you know these larger corporations out there at the moment which is taking people's data and manipulating them and making huge amounts of billions and billions of dollars from it you know maybe you know you can still make a lot of money yourself but make it something more ethical to kind of police or track or, or do something to ensure um, the safeguard of people's um, data that's been thrown around in, you know, in ones and zeros, but then going on to quantum um, computing, you know, <laughs> throw, throw ones and zeros yeah. out, out the window, you know, it goes into something completely uh, different. That's, uh, that is a whole <laughs> nother podcast, mate. <laughs> no, we, well, we're at 50 minutes. There's no way we could go down the no, quantum no, we are not. Um, we are not. Thing. We are I would, not. Um, I think you and I are going to have a lot more conversations before um, before you go. And look, what the, there's a couple of things. First of all, very quickly, 
Mm-hmm. And I said right at the beginning, the reason I wanted to get you on the show is because I know a lot of people are struggling with uh, the, the grief that losing this year's status quo has created. And I yeah. think you were really well positioned because you were already in a very transformative mindset. Yeah. And that, and you know, programming, it's not that you stumbled across this programming idea this year while you were trying to get through it. No. It's no. something that you've been well positioned to to now. I guess you could potentially amplify your efforts this year because you have more time at home and uh, there's, there's other things that get in the way. But for those that are still, damn, you know, it's the end of a long year. It's been, I know that there's probably some people that are pretty close to giving up as well. Um, they've probably been trying some stuff. Like there's, there's a lot of good news out there, but it's a crisis. Mm. There's still mm. thousands of people losing their jobs. There's, there might be a 4% increase in New Zealand's small to medium-sized enterprise, but that doesn't mean that, that every SME is growing at 4%. That belies all those people Indeed. that have failed and fallen by the wayside. So what are the three things, in your opinion, that people could just start with if they're struggling to get into a positive frame of mind if the fact that Christmas is almost here could be actually adding a huge amount of stress at the end of the day we've got all that Christmas consumer programming going on in our heads that we've yeah. been oh, picking God, up yeah. since we were we were we we been so yeah what tell us where to start where would we start in that position um so th- this is to do with um, I'm not going to um work a miracle here but this is to do with self this is to do with your, your mind and this is to do do your mindset um so one thing I would say is you need to start with yourself. So the first thing is literally just say to yourself, you're doing a good job. You know, you need to keep reminding yourself that you are doing a good job and stop being so hard on yourself. No matter what position that you're in, if you've lost your job, if you're close to losing your house, you know, you know, you've you've had a job, you know, you've had a house or you've got a house, you're doing a good job. Or you need to start saying to yourself, you're doing the best that you've that you could have done. Now, if obviously you've not been doing the best that you could have done, then how can you improve on that? What could you do different? So the, the, the first thing I would say is just basically give yourself um, self-love, give yourself self-positive um, affirmations just by saying you're doing a good job and you will get through this. I will get through this. I will get through this. You know, even if you don't feel like it at the time, you just need to say to yourself, I will get through this. Um, for myself, what, what I basically do, and again, I've done another um, post about this, is about the mindset. So I'm a bit, I, I love the Marvel. So I put a post out there saying that um, my mindset has been bonded with um, vibranium. So for the for so for the for the Marvel geeks out there, they'll get it for the people that don't. So vibranium um, repels vibration. So the way I say it is my mindset will absorb any negativity and it will repel it. Um, so you've kind of got to, so what I do is I look in my mind's eye, whatever thing that will work for you, um, just have that kind of visualize it. So I, I see my mindset and I see it bonded with vibranium and I see when I've got stuff going on for me, which isn't going in, in my way because, you know, you can't beat your way all the time. And then I just use that for mindset. So that's another thing that I do. And, and again, like I said, it's probably affirmations. Just, just you know, keep repeating yourself. And, I, you know, um, I must say again, um, 
breathing you know you don't have to do your meditation you don't you know i, I get loads of people be telling you to do meditations i would be saying to do meditation as well but if you if you don't know how to do your breathing then you won't know how to meditate um so the, the first thing is you know you need to bring it to everyone knows someone who's had a panic attack everyone knows someone who's had a, a baby um who's had a child what's the first thing they tell you to do breathe focus on your breathing focus on your breathing um so there's a very simple exercise which is um breathing for five seconds hold it for five seconds and breathe out for five seconds i think the the correct term of that or terminology is a uh, box breathing b-o-x that's right yeah, yeah. um so, it's used by special forces isn't it to kind yeah. of calm anxiety yeah. And, and, yeah. and just get back in the present moment yeah, yeah so i would say google and um, box breathing um look into anything positive affirmations um but the 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 few there are a few takeaways but the most important thing do what works for yourself um i do all the above i do the meditation i do positive affirmations i think it's something that you build up from time to time the first thing i would say is probably just start with just looking in the mirror and just say you know yes you have gone through a tough time but you will get through this you have done your best you will do your best and then literally breathe literally do your breathing and do that every single day and take it from there there we go phil the producer has just typed in in for five hold for five out for ten helps you to fall asleep as well absolutely so uh yeah it's just that calming nature i mean breathing is the the key it really is that that being able to if you can control your breathing um hey thank you very much for those i mean it's, it's all about micro improvements i think um there used to be they're old. I think people are too, they get put off because they feel like they have to boil the ocean. They see all the problems ahead of them and all the things that they're not doing. And it's just overwhelming. So if you can get back to just those those beginnings. Um, awesome. Hey, thank you very much, mate. It's been awesome talking to you. Before, and I, I'm not sure how bad my Northwest accent has actually got, but I, can, I, felt, I felt it a little bit. Tight. It's been, it's felt, I felt like I've been high. But thank you very much, mate. Um, if anybody, you know, why um, anyone listening in, if they'd like to reach out to you, if they'd like to follow you, where are all the best places? You know, where would you like them to follow you? Um, yeah, I hang, you I hang out quite a few places. So just my name, Arn Terry, A-R-N-T-E-R-R-Y. If you just go to LinkedIn, connect me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, um, you get me on Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, I would really, really appreciate um, people just checking out my, my YouTube um, video channel and just putting some comments on there, what they like, what they don't like, because I, I do embrace constructive um, feedback. So, yeah, find me on YouTube, type my name or type in Freetown Mindset and you'll find my YouTube um, videos and channel and also, obviously, Instagram as well. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And by the way, I know that somebody was maybe less than kind about your um, text, but I actually think that it's brilliant. It's just simple. I mean, the branding. And I have to say that it's way better than my whiteboard handwriting as well. I'm rubbish with it. So I'm really impressed with it. So, yeah, yeah, no go. I love the fact that I can look at your video and I know pretty much what I'm going to get from it just from that pithy yeah. um, that, that pithy commentary. So thanks again. Hey, it's been it's been awesome. I hope it's not very long until we do it again. Um, have a wonderful Christmas. As well, um, this should be out. Time. This should be out before Christmas. So timestamp that at the moment is right at the beginning. Um, yes, first with you still, first of December. Are you? Uh, 
Are you how are you are you decorating soon? Are the kids getting excited? What does Christmas mean in the Terry household? Um, we decorated three weeks ago, I think. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the dining room at the moment. So oh, I'm gorgeous. just in the camera. I can see it. Just, no, I can see yeah. it now. So that that's in our dining room. So we've done all we've done all the front. Uh, we've got lights in front. Not too many lights, but we've got lights in front of the house. Um, lights in the, the bush in front of the tree. And um, we've got like candy canes stuck in the ground, which all illuminate as well. Um, so we we just have fun. We just have a blast, as you know, especially now. Um, we just put music on. We we eat too much, like like most people do. We drink too much. We have a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we, we we just have a blast. So yeah, we put decorations up early, earlier this year. We normally put it up the first week of Christmas, or if not, the last week of November. But yeah, it's been up for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Scott. I mean, that's what Christmas originally was from. But in the pagan times, it yes. was. The, the darkest part of winter. So it yes. was when everybody got in their banqueting halls and kind of kept themselves entertained and joyful during those black times, those dark times. So let's make the most of Christmas and um, wish you a very Merry Christmas, um, Anne, and we'll speak to you in the new year. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for listening today. I hope you got some really solid value out of the conversation. If you did get some value, please consider subscribing using any of the links below. We are on all major podcast platforms. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or via our website, www.halftimeorange.co.nz. Look forward to speaking with you next time.